thousand years of habit in terms of diapering of babies. Well, please tell me more. Because radio reaches people, including those hard-to-get young people. Radio goes where they go and talks their language, recognizing the importance of contemporary sound. And the sounds are instantly recognizable as belonging to the in-groups currently on top of the charts. CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver. It's wild. Oh, 
flag With flowers and my love both never to come back Providing we don't have any further technical difficulties this evening, you're listening to Stereoscopic Readout on 101.9 FM CITR here in Vancouver, UBC Campus Radio. And I'm your host, Darren, bringing you every week psychedelia, garage rock, freak beat, acid punk, frog rock, and folk rock, and other socially and musically relevant artifacts from 1965 to today. And welcome to our first post CITR Funding Drive Extravaganza 2008 show. And I'd like to congratulate everybody who worked here at the station, or volunteered at the station here, rather, for raising the grand total of $18,050.47. That's quite awesome. 
that is the most money we've raised yet of the three years we've been doing this. So pretty cool. Um, and special thanks to our funding drive coordinator, Adele Brunhofer, for all the sterling work that she put in. And thanks to you. Uh, thanks to everybody who donated, phoned up, pledged their cash or pledged their credit, as it were. Um we will be contacting you to make good on those pledges coming up. But for now, um, let's all relax because it's been a hectic two weeks. We've been busting our humps, making this thing happen. And uh, I got a treat for you. And I'm going to use the word treat in <clears throat> quotation marks because if you don't like sitar music, uh, well, go to citr.ca and download a podcast of another show because this is my first ever all sitar sitar special yeah i was plumbing through my record collection and i figured i might have enough music to uh do an hour and a half of uh sitar music however some of it will not be playable because it's on vinyl and somebody's decided to screw around with the turntables again uh not mentioning any names crimes and treasons i am not looking in your direction no way but anyway so it started that i was going to start off with the moody blues but you're not going to be hearing any moody blues actually no you might i'm going to fit some moody blues in later but uh started that off then with the beatles um and if you're going to think about any band associated with the sitar it's going to be the beatles because of george harrison i think basically being the first person to put a sitar on a pop record in the 60s sitar had made inroads in the late 50s um into western music through jazz and also through the advent of ravi shankar but it took the beatles and the song norwegian wood to really put it in the into the the mass consciousness george harrison uh, basically picked up the sitar uh, during the filming of the movie Help, there was a scene in an Indian restaurant and with an Indian band playing various ragaized versions of Beatles songs. And uh, George sort of farted around on the set with one of the uh, musicians' sitars, went out and got a sitar of his own and kind of learned how to play it. But it wasn't until he met up with Ravi Shankar during one of Shankar's visits to London that Harrison actually got a few lessons off him and that song love you too which appeared on revolver was sort of like the first real um expedition into the world of hindustani classical music trying to uh write in a quote-unquote proper indian fashion uh followed that with the rolling stones because you know once the beatles did it the rolling stones had to try it Rolling Stones were actually the first band to be televised playing the sitar when they appeared later on in 1966 on the Ed Sullivan Show to promote Paint It Black. Um, so basically the uh, the world's teenage population was presented to the uh, sight of Brian Jones sitting cross-legged on the stage playing a sitar. And... Where was it going with this? I don't know. Uh, anyway, this is kind of like one of those thrown... To, I mean, I actually had some... Put some thought into this show. But uh, 
My nerves have been rattled from the drive-in and uh, the technical problems at the beginning of the show, so let's just cut to the chase. Uh, this is another band which made extensive use on their first album of the sitar. This is Traffic, with the sitar being played by Dave Mason. Utterly simple. Holy smokes, I can't believe I'm part of the coolest club in the world! Uh, club? Yeah? So, uh, what club is that? CITR! As a club member, I get ginormous discounts on the Friends of CITR card, which in itself, Timmy, I must say, is pretty amazing. I get dirt cheap prices at stores and shops I'm at all the time anyway! To be honest, it feels like being in a club within a club! 
Wow. Hey, I want a Prince of Steel Hero card. You don't even have to be a member to get one. Although clearly, you'd be that much cooler if you were a member. Go purchase your friends a CITR card down at CITR or at special events they sponsor, such as concerts, membership drives, and shindig. I got it. It feels like having special powers. I go into stores and bam! Discounts. Tis what I said. Thank you. 
Nasco 
back on Stereoscopic Readout. You're listening to 101.9 FM CITR in Vancouver, and this is going to be, it was supposed to be an all-CTAR music extravaganza for you, but uh, we may run out by the end of the show. I don't know. Uh, We'll have to see about that. But in the meantime, let's celebrate what we've got. And I started that off. What did I start that off with? Traffic. Two tracks by Traffic. Um, Dave Mason, another adept of the sitar in Britain, um, contributed the song Utterly Simple. He wrote it and also played sitar on it on their first album, Mr. Fantasy. Uh, You also heard him again playing the sitar on Paper's Sun, which was the band's debut single. And the sitar featured prominently in their second single, Hole in My Shoe, which came out later in 1967. Followed that with Tomorrow and Steve Howe on sitar. Steve Howe would go on to go on to reach greater heights with the band Yes in the 70s, but we won't mention them, shall we? He did, however, have a good run of... Shall I? I'm going to say this again. Uh, he had a good run with Tomorrow in 1967 and into 1968, Also picking up the choral electric sitar, and I'm going to have more about that in a moment. But uh, that was an alternate version of Real Life Permanent Dream from their first album. Excuse me. Their first uh, debut self-titled album does not have as much sitar on it. This is from an album called 50-Minute Technicolor Dream 5-0, not 15. Uh, Does have actually... A whole bunch of tracks from uh, the Christmas on Earth Continued show at the Kensington Olympia, which I should actually play closer to Christmas. That might be an idea. And then the last thing you heard was Equipe 84. I don't know what the Italian word for 84 is, so please bear with me. But Equipe 84 from Italy, naturally, and the track Ladro, which was a single that's all i can tell you if you want to know more and hear the b-side which is entitled nel cuore nell'anima nell'anima sorry go to garagehangover.com which you should really go to anyway because it's such a great website and moving right along yes the beatles being the first to record with the sitar found that it posed certain recording problems, usually regarding its limiting, because its waveform would give you a lot of sound. Like, it would basically give you a sharp initial tone, which would send the needle, like the the meter needles, into the red. However, it wouldn't really leave much in the way of 
resonance behind if you were just trying to play individual strings. Like if you're trying to play it like a guitar, it wouldn't work um, or it'd be difficult to record anyway. Because a sitar has, in effect, two levels of strings. There can be up to seven, what I guess you would say, melody strings to play with, and up to 16 what are known as sympathetic strings, which just basically vibrate, which is why the whole thing is usually tuned to one chord. Um, usually it's anywhere between a C and a D sharp. And most guitarists, uh, Western guitarists, would try and play it like a guitar and basically run into certain recording difficulties with it in that regard. Certain musicians such as Harrison and Dave Mason and uh, Jim McGuinn of The Birds would, and David Crosby, also of The Birds, would have some proper tuition in Indian music. But uh, for the benefit of other Western guitarists who wanted the sound and didn't want to hire a session player, various companies such as Coral and Dan Electro would come out in the later 60s with electric sitars, which were effectively electric guitars with loose bridges to allow the strings to sort of um, vibrate a little bit widely shall we say anybody who's out there who's probably got a better description of it than i can give you uh, is welcome to phone up uh but essentially an electric sitar is effectively a guitar with a uh, different bridge on it although there are some out there such as the choral model which does have a range of quasi-sympathetic strings which are basically just drone strings but i'm droning on and on and on Anyway, um, for those of you listening, tuning in, um, Bleak will not be in tonight. He is down in Tacoma with the family watching a whole lot of football tonight because it is American Thanksgiving. Uh, He will have a pre-recorded show. It's actually a Value Village People special for you, so I think that's pretty cool. God, why is Burley moving so slowly? This is not good. But Ben is going to be in at 9 with, oh, shall we say, Thunderbird Radio L. That's probably likely. It's a show he does. Uh, For those of you, that rounds off our Thursday evening listening for you. But in the meantime, if you want to know what's happening on Mondays, is there any new one? No, there isn't. On Mondays, you got breakfast with the Browns. This is my life. I I wake up in the morning, I eat, I sleep, I shit. Breakfast with the Browns. So whatever it is, but I never shut it off for five minutes. I can't wait to impress my friends with my astounding knowledge of cool. Join your favorite Brownsters and tune in and listen to the best selection of down-tempo electro-pop lounge core. Strictly Squaresville. Remember. Subtle. Basic. Breakfast with the Browns on CITR 101.9 FM every Monday morning from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. The older I get, the more life starts to make sense and the less I care. 
Now we're riding the rainbow, the clouds fit, and we're making it like young. Now we're riding the rainbow, the clouds fill, and we're making it like young. You know, you can give a hundred examples of what it isn't, but you, man, you're gonna have a hell of a time saying what it is.
Twelve kingfisher birds shall you have Dive and swim in the ripples of your love Oh, I dreamed you were a jewel Sitting on golden crown on my
its daughter And I'll give you my eyes For the colors that rise As time's echoes reflect on your We've had a super successful fun drive, and to say thanks to our generous donors, we're having the greatest party ever. Come to the Biltmore Cabaret this Saturday for the CITR Fun Drive Finale Party. Performances by Graham Clark, Betty Loop, and music by National Shield, DJ David Love Jones, DJ Betty Ford, Jeff Berner, Roll Mock, and the Buttless Chaps. This station is going all out to say thanks. Celebrate our super awesome fun drive with us this Saturday night, 8 p.m. at the Biltmore Cabaret. It'll be your last chance to donate, and we're bringing lots of awesome prizes to say thanks. And there's going to be a draw for the greatest grand prize that anyone has ever handcrafted. Check out www.citr.ca for visual details. Fun Explosion starts at 8, this Saturday night at the Biltmore Cabaret. Entry by donation, a fundraiser for CITR's third annual fun drive.
And we are back with you on Stereoscopic Readout here on 101.9 FM, CITR in Vancouver. And you're listening to our, well, hopefully we can get to uh, the bottom of the hour with an all-sitar special. Leading out of a very successful funding drive 2008, for those of you who were not uh, listening earlier, we did not only meet and exceed our total, but or our uh, our goal, but good God, man, $18,050.47. So once again, thank you very much to everybody who called in and pledged money or went online and pledged money, or even people who are planning on going down to the Biltmore after party on... This Saturday evening starts at 8. Um, <clears throat> Butless Chaps are playing. You will see the grand unveiling of the CITR quilt. And it ain't bad. I was like, when I heard about the sea monster motif, I was kind of worried. But, you know, it's not bad. They scaled back. The, it's tasteful. A tasteful use of Ogopogo. Even though he's not technically a Vancouver symbol. But, uh, hey, good work. And thank you to everybody who volunteered their time and etc for the funding drive yeah so where are we at here so started that set with uh well i ended the previous set with a keep 84 from italy so i figured on the uh, foreign band front let's start with charlie and esdor from sweden with degen er over i don't know what that means Exactly, because I don't speak Swedish. Followed that with Donovan and three Kingfishers. Um, the the ex- oh, excuse me, the Incredible String Band was next. The Incredible String Band actually, I haven't played them on the show before, and I really should have because they were any sort of de- you know more in depth look at the uh, the British music scene in the sixties. Their name's going to pop up. Um, most of most everybody who is anybody in Britain at the time is going to remember them, and certainly, I mean, the Beatles were huge fans of theirs. Uh, Jimmy Page and Robert Plant were huge fans of theirs. Uh, two folk singers from Scotland. Oh, it was Robin Williamson and who? Oh, that can't be right. Joe Boyd? No way. Mike Heron and Robin Williamson. Yes, Mike Heron and Robin Williamson from Scotland. That was the track Nightfall from their 1968 album, The Hangman's Beautiful Daughter. And, oh, actually, funny thing was, uh, my first girlfriend, actually, her dad's on the... uh, the album cover or uh, the uh, f- the, co- the photo on the cover of this album too somewhere. I think she pointed him out, but I can't remember where he is. But I digress. <clears throat> Followed the incredible string band with, well, somebody, something a little bit more lowbrow. Boeing Devine and the Beautiful Soup. Great song, but it was just basically a, a cash-in to the whole psych and uh, hippie movement. Um the guy, Mike, Boeing Devine, I can't remember what, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not even going to tell you what he did in the 70s. Um, he performed under the name Hank Wangford, and I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, the track, Which Dreamed It, pops up on, uh, well, many uh, comps. I've got it on, 
Perfume Garden Volume 3. It's on Best of the Rubble Collection Volume 1. It's on Electric Sugar Cube Flashbacks Volume 4, etc. Ad nauseum. And finally got to some Moody Blues. Sitar, mm, not so obvious in the mix there, but it's, you know, if you listen closely, you can hear it. Uh, Visions of Paradise from Search for the Lost Chord album in 1968. So earlier mentioned to you the advent of the electric sitar. Um, I think that there is no more obvious song to illustrate the electric sitar than this one by the Lime Pipers.
Back with you for the last 15 minutes of this week's installment of Stereoscopic Readout with Dantelion's Chariot. Featuring <clears throat> later guitarist of note Andy Summer on, uh, well, on sitar on that track, but Andy Summers uh, started off with Zoot Money's Big Roll Band when that folded after Zoot went and got psychedelic in 67. Uh, played guitar for Dantelion's Chariot, which is the band you just heard, and then followed Zoot over to San- or Los Angeles to join up with Eric Burden and the New Animals. Started that set off with uh, L.A. band The Lime Pipers. Essentially, it was just a studio band formed to cash in on the whole hippie thing, but they did leave us with the uh, incredibly campy Green Tambourine, which you heard featuring the electric sitar. Chameleon Church, after that, from Boston. Uh, from a... don't know if they actually really released much. I think they did. I don't know what their... when there was just a single or an album. They did appear on TV in New York City. That was a track off with the old, and that featured Chevy Chase on drums. Pop, uh, West Coast Pop Art Experimental Band after them with Ritual Number 2 and Dandelion's Chariot rounding off that set. So we're into the last 15 minutes. I'm going to play some last little blast of some commercial ditties, or not commercials, but more commercial stuff featuring sitars on them. Uh, and speaking of... Oh, right. Uh, in there, wedged in there somewhere was um, also... Excuse me, Strawberry Alarm Clock from Santa Monica, California, and Black Butter Present. Because that ties in, this is a little bit of sound. Is it? Could be. No. (laughs) I hope I've got that queued up right. Let's try this again. This is a little bit of sound covering incense and peppermints.
Rounding out the end of this week's show with the Twilight Soup. Just fade that out. <clears throat> You're listening to the last six minutes of, or eight minutes. I don't know which which clock to believe here. Um, the clock on the wall says it's 24 minutes after, and the clock on the computer says it's 22 minutes after. Anyway, I'm wasting time. Uh, 101.9 FM CITR is the station UBC Campus Radio Stereoscopic Readout is the show and we've made it to the end of my all sitar extravaganza bada boom bada bing Um, started that off with a little bit of sound and cover of Incense and Peppermint starts off with a modest amount of sitar I'm sorry if that wasn't completely sitarized for you but I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel now. (laughs) Well, not in terms of quality. The Twilights are awesome. Uh, They were one of Australia's biggest uh, local acts in the 60s. They did try and make it in Britain, but went absolutely nowhere, finding the deck stacked against them, as it were. Actually, even uh, allegedly being stabbed in the back by the Hollies uh, 
into the bargain. But started that with Time in Motion, Study Man, and then followed with Kathy Come Home, both with uh, Sitar Embellishments by Terry Britton, their lead guitar player. So that basically rounds off the show for today. Uh, thanks again to everybody who pledged during the funding drive. It is now over, but you can still... I guess if you go to CITR.ca, ostensibly to download a podcast of this show or any other show you fancy, there could still be information on how to donate online if you still want to be part of the whole movement that was our raising of $18,050.47. So thanks to everybody who pledged, and thanks to everybody who donated their time and effort, Um, and a big thanks to Adele for coordinating the whole thing and making it such a ringing success. So I'm going to be leaving you today with... Some more, new, some newer stuff, some neo psych, um, some Brian Jonestown massacre. This from Give It Back is Maella, and I will see you next week. Biltmore post funding drive party this Saturday at the Biltmore. Yes, I said that twice. CITR post funding drive party at the Biltmore this Saturday starts at eight. Information to follow. And Bleak is off, but he's left a special value village people podcast for you, which I will be putting on right after this show. Goodbye for now.
gave away her sanity Found that she had none Watch quickly now as she becomes The thing she despised She's living in the We've had a super successful fun drive, and to say thanks to our generous donors, we're having the greatest party ever. Come to the Biltmore Cabaret this Saturday for the CITR Fun Drive Finale Party. Performances by Graham Clark, Betty Loop, and music by National Shield, DJ David Love Jones, DJ Betty Ford, Jeff Berner, Roll Mock, and the Buttless Chat.